I'm going to flip this on its head and talk more about the small retailers and, you know, what's in it for me? Like, why would I want to be on this platform? So Drizzly has some really interesting stats here that they've listed on their website. So they have over 5,000 retail partners that sell on drizzly.com. And the average growth in sales in 2020 for these retailers was 350%. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explain, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-pilot today, Mike Alcazara. Jeff, how often do you forget to buy booze when you have people over? The pro tip is to tell them to bring their own beer or like whatever they want to drink. Like, oh, what can we bring over? Just bring whatever you want to drink. That's always the easiest. <laughs> is it a one for one? Like, does, does it have to be like... Uh, I mean, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I've got something. But if you want to drink something else, then that way people can't complain. You know, they're like, oh, you don't have this wine or this beer. I'm like, could have brought yourself. Um, today's show, we're talking about Drizzly, an online alcohol delivery service. Yeah, so Drizzly is pretty exciting for all of you college kids out there that want fast and speedy <laughs> alcohol delivery service. I don't know if I would have used this when I was in undergrad. I probably wouldn't have been able to afford it, but right. I can also imagine Drunk Mike being like, yeah, you know, screw it. I need to go get some booze because it's 11 o'clock and we need to keep this thing going. But as Jeff mentioned, Drizzly is an alcohol service delivery company, so they offer a whole suite of alcohol products. So you can get any kind of booze that you want. You can get beer, wine, liquor, and even party favors, which I think is pretty smart by Drizzly. Mm. You know, you can start to, you know, get extras. And so if you want party supplies, like if you, you know, need bowls and plates and hats. I just remember in undergrad, and this is probably TMI for a product explained podcast, but always needing to find beer pong balls. Yeah, because you lose them. Yeah, I don't know if you have the same issue where like they're impossible to find. I, I used to have the same issue until Amazon Prime, and then I bought like a big bag of like ping pong balls, <laughs> and now I have like thirty something ping pong balls. That I don't know what to, like we we always use like brand new ping pong balls if we ever do decide to play like beer pong or or baseball or any of the games like that. So yeah, have you ever it. played baseball? This is a side. I, I I have I. I honestly could not remember the rules. I feel like all these games, I'm always just like, oh, tell me the rules, and then I'll, I'll figure it out. Baseball is just but... a, basically, it's flip cup plus beer pong, essentially. Oh, yep. Uh, but you drink so much beer. <laughs> I love that game. It's like, yeah, if I wasn't, you know, way beyond my college years and <laughs> could play this game every weekend purely by fun, it was a fun game. But yeah, otherwise, you just drink a lot of beer. I just can't drink that much beer anymore. Well, sidebar, have you have you played beer ball before? Now that we're talking about no, <laughs> I don't think games. I've played beer ball. Tell me what beer ball is. So you basically put, and I, I might be butchering the name of it. I, this is what my friends call it, but and we also used to play this with four loco, so that was always dangerous. Solid. But you have four people playing. Each person has a can of beer on their side of the on their corner of the table, and you throw a ball at it. And so if it hits the ball, or if if the ball hits the can. The person that the can hit has to rush and drink the or grab the ball mm -hmm. and then slam it to the table, and the other person like it has to drink. So basically, like I'm butchering the rules, but basically you throw the ball at the at the can, and the other person has to drink. So um, and then recover the ball. Man, I, I feel tainted because so I have a lot of grad school friends that went to uh, UC Santa Barbara. And they play a game called Gaucho Ball, but I know there's another name for it. 
they just like put their brand on it. But basically, <laughs> you put like a bunch of cups in the middle. I don't know, like 20 something cups in the middle. And each of them have like a little bit of alcohol in them. And then the, there's like a short and a tall stack of cups that go around. And you're trying to like bounce the ball into your cup. And then once you uh, do that, you'll be able to stack into uh, the the player if they're next to you the player next to you and if you stack them they have to pull from the middle and, and drink until there's no more left there's oh, usually like it. a a terrible one too that's like really full or it's like hot sauce and a bunch of other crap in there that'll get people sick uh but i'm trying to remember like there was another name for it but they call it gaucho ball because they're the santa barbara gauchos or whatever but man not- it's funny how it's like every like region has like the different names for like the same games because i remember like out on the east coast and my first like engineering conference in undergrad, it was like we all got together and like we we're like trying to explain a game. We're like, this is the same game. It's called something different. So Rage Maybe Cage. it was Gaucho Ball. Rage, rage cage, cage is what they also call it. Slap Cup <laughs> and Rage Cage. So. Oh, okay. I know Slap Cup. Okay. But I don't, I feel like that's not the same Slap Cup. I'm not sure, but. Interesting. Um, well, this is, I think, by far our best tangent so far of going down into the uh, rabbit Yeah, hole. we're trying to break into our college audience. <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. But we can switch back gears to, to Drizzly. But, uh, you know, the customer experience for Drizzly is really interesting. So you're greeted on drizzly.com as well as in the app with, hey, like, what's your address? So you type in your address and then you can sort by wine, liquor, beer, extras, red wine, vodka, all the way down here. It's interesting. The first thing is that you see is the best sellers. So they actually highlight, you know, the top sellers. And I actually kind of find that super convenient because I feel like I'm typically buying like one of the same like tequilas or bourbons or like mm-hmm. whatever I'm usually buying. So it's nice to see those. If you're in a cal- college town, is it going to tell you like best sellers like Natty or <laughs> Smirnoff <laughs> Ice? Question. <laughs> is it right? regionally based? Like I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how they have their bestseller algorithm or if it's just like nationwide or across their whole user base. I actually wouldn't be surprised that if it's like, you know, addressed near a college campus. I mean, if anyone from Drizzly is listening, please like optimize your algorithm based off of college addresses to add like, you know, Natty Ice or or Beast or name your crappy beer. (laughs) Ice at the top is so funny. Mike, (laughs) is there a like a regional Buffalo drink that I need to be aware of? Like what's 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 a go to thing? Like what's like, hey, I'm from Buffalo. I drink insert blue light blue light i think i've heard yeah. of blue light labat blue light um, oh okay so I, yeah i have thank, heard of it thankfully josh allen is putting labat on the on the map is it's, it like it's canada's finest canada's, yeah i was gonna say I was yeah gonna say it's canadian right yeah it's a canadian beer but it's technically brewed in in buffalo so that's where like the like, it, it all gets brewed we've basically adopted it but yeah i've been known to to slam dunk and crush it handful of Labatt blue lights in, in my day especially at bill's games <laughs> but yeah you can't buy at least like maybe you can let me actually look if you can buy Labatt blue here i'm sure you can i think i've seen um it. yeah no yeah maybe it, like it, it's on here yeah it's it's not just but you can sort by all sorts of you know metrics that you want to so if you want to look look for ipas or craft beers or look at the value so how many you know dollars per ounce which is kind of interesting so two dollars and 61 cents for it <laughs> this is just a made for can. college kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know it's it's kind of interesting how like when you get get it by beer it's like literally telling you how much like is going you also have a star rating which i think is super helpful i love like seeing ratings and also the, the quantity of ratings i'm sure there's some sort of studies out there of like hey you know what, what's the rating here but i think the best feature on drizzly.com is you can see when it's going to get delivered because I imagine that the huge, mm, you know, yeah. value and you know job that Drizzly is doing is delivering you alcohol right away. 
college Jeff and college Mike would have loved to have this service as <laughs> as you just heard us talk for, for five minutes. So for example, for me here in Rochester, New York, the earliest I can get it is tomorrow at noon. So for me, that's good to know. I wouldn't want to buy something if I needed it tonight and wouldn't be able to get it delivered. Do you, so, um, do you know if they deliver kegs? That is really interesting. I think that's like, that's a sweet spot, right? Like getting, if you've ever gone and purchased a keg and brought it back to the house and had to go up any stairs, <laughs> it is not fun. I did it one time in grad school. Like we hosted a a big party. Um, we actually did a beer pong tournament. And I remember just like, we had to put it in my car and it was like, my car was lowered a couple inches because it was like in the trunk of the, they're heavy and they're like rolling back and forth and you're worried it's going to damage the trunk of your car. Uh, and then I think we had to put it on like a skateboard and bring it to the elevator or something like that to like get it up to the second. It was crazy, but I would, you know, pitch in and just pay somebody else to, to deal with it. It's not fun to, to deal with kegs. Totally. But. So it looks like uh, just a quick search on Drizzly. It looks like keg delivery service does exist, but it's only for certain cities. It looks like it's, you know, Boston, mm. Denver, Boulder, Indianapolis, New Haven, Super interesting. There's but probably I totally some law, agree. right? Because I think at some, probably some volume amount, there's they see you as like a vendor or something. Like maybe <laughs> you have to have a, a bar license to be able to like buy a keg and then serve it out or whatever. I don't know. Seems, totally. seems silly, but. No, I totally agree with you. Like I never even thought about that. But if I was going to get anything delivered, because, you know, if I, like, you know, my mom is one of 13. I have 50 first cousins. So when we had like family parties, like it was probably better for us just to get a keg. So it would like that would have been a huge like value add to just be like, hey, like just go to Drizzly and order a keg and you don't have to worry about it. What is interesting about Drizzly is you can actually shop by store as well. So they have a good mix of local retailers as well as national retailers. So that the local ones, you can obviously get much faster delivery versus it's usually next day or maybe even the day of versus some of the, you know, other places that might offer lower or better pricing. It might take two to five days to get you there. In terms of Drizzly's business model, it's a two-sided marketplace. So they're connecting the platform for retailers, then also offering the booze to, to customers. Just taking an example of everyone's favorite, or maybe it's not everyone's favorite, I like it, but Tito's Vodka. So $27 for, for the bottle. You'll pay $8 for delivery and then $1.99 as a service fee. And you can also add a, a tip in with, with what you'd like. I think if I was in a pinch for a, like a bottle, I, I'm much more likely to buy something really big <laughs> like if I know it's going to be the same service fee yeah. and delivery fee. But yeah, I think that is Drizzly in a nutshell. I think if you're doing it for like a party too, it makes a bit more sense, right? Like totally. maybe you can buy a lot more stuff and people can chip in and kind of split the delivery fee or the service fee. It's not that bad. Cool. Let's talk about how the product was founded. Um, and you know what? I, I want to believe that these guys are all in a frat and they're like, dude, you know what an <laughs> awesome startup idea would be? Um, so it was founded in 2012 by Nick Reyes, Justin Robinson, and Spencer Fra Frazier. Frazier. In 2013, they originally launched in Boston, Mike, the city that you called home for quite some Boston. time. And then they expanded to New York, LA, and Chicago. A lot of party cities there. A lot of big cities. It makes, it makes sense it was Boston because I remember like, so my, my wife opened up the Boston WeWork office Boston. and it was yeah, Boston in like 2013. So I remember Drizzly was there all the time. They might have oh, actually been a WeWork customer. Um, oh, that's so smart. Yeah. It was super, super interesting. Like all the companies that, that went through <laughs> the WeWork and we just finished the WeWork documentary. But that's when I first heard of Drizzly and like saw their logo. So, you know, I always thought for some reason that they're like a California brand because they have like a bear, like a grizzly bear. And that's mm. like, you know, California's thing is bears state. 
animal or whatever. Um, so anyways, they, they later expanded to Edmonton, Calgary, uh, Alberta through a partnership with liquor stores, North America. So probably definitely have what's the beer from <laughs> the oh, blue bat. <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, blue light. That's right. Uh, light, Molson, yeah. Molson is more like it's, So it's funny how regional beers are like Molson would be the other Canadian beer. And I feel like Molson is more of like an Edmonton beer and Calgary beer. Mm. Like Labatt is like Toronto and like, yeah, Toronto area. Ah, okay. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just making this up in my head. This is how I think. I, and no one from Montreal would ever drink a Labatt or a, uh, a Molson. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> Did, have you ever had Yingling? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had Sweetwater? Sweetwater, Sweetwater is like an Atlanta brewery, and then Yingling is a yeah, Yingling is a Pennsylvania brewery. But like, I never in my mind until I had moved away from Atlanta because I grew up and I Atlanta. went to school there. I, I wasn't sure about how hard it was to find like regional beers, and then. Somebody brought Yingling to a party when I was on the West Coast, and they were from somebody else was from like Pennsylvania. Like, whoa, there's Yingling here! <laughs> they're like really stoked about it. Cool. So in 2018, they'd partnered with um, Anheuser Busch to kind of keep beer stocked in offices using AB's E fridges, which is kind of cool. These huh. fridges are like uh, they can detect whether or not the beer is running low. I'm surprised that like a lot more dads at home have not purchased uh, an E fridge to like detect and <laughs> automatically order beer uh, whenever the stock is low. That's right. Well, Amazon has this like it's called the Dash Smart Self, so you can actually put oh. certain goods on it, and it'll automatically reorder based off of like a weight sensing. Mm. So if you've like taken more things off, it'll automatically reorder. Oh, Dash is something we should talk about in a future episode. Cool. So in 2021, they had added a service to deliver alcohol to weddings. Um, oh my god, which is smart. But I guess like if they're it's delivering weird, anyways to just households, like what's the difference for weddings? Is it that? They just, they want you to say wedding so they can charge more. Or <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Something else. Um, Maybe it's vendor. Like, you know, because you have to like get onboarded to each of the hotels and there's probably like a whole, like, they probably had to productize it just to like scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. they, to go to every single like hotel and sign up for their farms. But I'm just guessing here. Yeah. No idea. Maybe. Um, and then recently in 2021, they were acquired um, by Uber for 1.1 billion, which makes a lot of sense. We talked about it before that Uber is not just a taxi service company. We think of them as like a logistics company. So they're moving things from A to B, whether it's people or in this case, alcohol. Totally. I did not know that they got acquired by Uber. That's very surprising to me. Not surprising, but surprising just that I, I didn't know about it. But kudos to that team for exiting in nine years for a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> like ex- yeah. exit. That's, makes that's a lot really of sense cool. Too. Totally. But yeah, we can talk a little bit about who Drizzly is for. I think that I'm going to flip this on its head and talk more about the small retailers and, you know, what's in it for me? Like, why would I want to be on this platform? So Drizzly has some really interesting stats here that they've listed on their website. So they have over 5,000 retail partners that sell on Drizzly.com. And the average growth in sales in 2020 for these retailers was 350%. And so I want to take these with a bit of a grain of salt because, you know, you think people are it's 2021 is like a weird year i mean 2020 was also a weird year Mm. but it's almost like we're coming out of the pandemic but people are still like less i'm guessing that they're less likely to shop in person so i'm curious if that average growth will continue to 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 grow and yeah also was that maybe net positive but totally but maybe slightly net positive because now people can go back to grocery stores and and pick up stuff i i will say like my personal shopping habits have changed slightly where i'm more open to getting groceries delivered or doing pickup uh grocery pickup and stuff like that i I actually personally like grocery shopping and like walking around and same picking produce and stuff like that but sometimes if i need stuff that's like commodity like oh i need to go get 
milk or I don't know, bread or cheese. Um, and I'm going to get the same thing anyways. I don't need to go look at it again. I'll just, you know, add that to a pickup and just go get it. So I can see that happening here where if somebody knows that they're going to buy beer and they don't want to make a big fuss out of it, they're probably still willing to buy from Drizzly and don't have to worry too much about, there's a lot of convenience there. So totally. I definitely agree. Drizzly also mentions that the retail partners average about 230 monthly orders per store, which is interesting. And I'm sure there's this whole like rabbit hole that we could go down that I don't want to go down. <laughs> but I know in New York State, you're actually only allowed to have one license for a liquor store per family, which is, I think we've mm. talked about this before in the show. So that's actually limiting for like bulk pricing because you can't kind of create these like massive empires of of chains. I know there are like some chains here that are able to get around that because they basically have, you know, different family members <laughs> that have the business under their name. So they're not married you know, de facto. In. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're they're kind of like pooling all the resources together. So I'm sure that, you know, channels like this are super important in places like New York or like other places where it might be harder to to scale and, you know, grow your your market segment. So yeah, I think it's a, it's really interesting. You know, I'd, I'd love to interview some of these retailers to see if they see this as a positive or a negative or, you know, just really understand what they're thinking of it. But on the customer side of things, tons of U.S. dollars are spent every year on drinking booze. $222 billion gets spent on alcohol sales. Roughly 42.5% of that is beer. And one interesting trend that I picked out from this Statista chart is that beer sales used to dominate, like absolutely crush all the rest of alcohol sales. So in 2000, like 22 years ago, beer sales was about 56, 57% of alcohol sales. And the remaining market segment share was taken up by by spirits, 28% in 2000. But now like the spirits is all the way up to, to 41%. So it's grown by 13%, which is super interesting. And what also like kind of makes me curious is that wine has stayed flat at 17% from 2000 to 2000, uh, 2022 or to, yeah, to, sorry, to 2022. So it, it's, it's really interesting to me that I, I would have expected wine to be taking up the market share from beer, not as opposed to, as opposed to spirits, but yeah. maybe spirits are, you know, more in vogue now, like people drinking more cocktails. Like I know I, like, I guess I am, but it also might be because I'm older and I don't need to crush a bunch of blue lights anymore, <laughs> but <laughs> I still do. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I I don't really know. I mean, I guess like when I go and drink, I also opt for spirits unless I'm like, you know, just having something with dinner and don't need anything too crazy. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm trying to think about if there's any trends that come to mind, whether it's like businesses or uh, buying habits or trends or, you know, any movements, like any cultural things. Uh, like, I guess the one thing that comes to mind is that like, I don't know, more people started taking like at home cocktail making classes with like Airbnb experiences, but oh, that right. shouldn't bump it up that much. Like, I wouldn't expect it to go from 28 to 40% because not, not everyone's taking these classes or whatever. Um, yeah. And it looks like a steady climb. Like it wasn't all mm, like all at once. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, the paper cuts every year of like one or 2% increase in, in liquor sales. Yeah, I'm actually surprised beer sales isn't even more because like I feel like in the past 20 years, there's been so many people doing microbreweries and uh, home brews and all this sort like all these sorts of things. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious about why, like how the, how the trend shifted. Yeah, I mean, maybe they just have like worse data because there's more microbreweries because I think it's a good thing actually that there's more microbreweries and it's, it's less concentrated, mm -hmm. even if overall beer sales are down. But yeah, that's that's super interesting. And, and maybe it'll 
kind of like flatten out in because like I, I I read somewhere I can fact check this later so apologize for our audience but that liquor like distilleries are growing it's almost like micro distilleries are what micro breweries were like 20 years ago oh, okay. so I'm curious if like that trend could push liquor sales back up gotcha or back down rather yeah I was thinking a bit more about like barrier of entry and beer still feels like the lowest barrier of entry like you can make beer at home relatively easily whereas like I don't know how to make vodka or you know like it's not like a thing that's well documented and and wine is like to me like highest barrier of entry right like you know most people that make wine have are basically farmers like they have they have all this land to grow grapes and uh, actually produce wine uh whereas like all these wow. other things take you know you can just do it in a bucket <laughs> you can make beer in, like, you know <laughs> you can also make toilet wine so i don't know i don't know about that jeff yeah, yeah. um let's talk about some competitors so there's uh, a couple different companies that you know get stuff groceries alcohol etc from distributor to your home gopuff is one of those mini bars another one bevmo uh is you know a chain i think i guess they do some delivery too uh, there's a company called Thirsty and another one called Saucy, which is which are some great huh. names. Have you ever gotten any alcohol delivered by any chance? Only, I've I've used Drizzly through work, okay. um, where like we had like a work party and like we just like that. I think that for me is like the biggest like who, who the customer would be is like if I have a corporate account and I just don't need to think about it, yeah. And I need to like get some beer and like liquor and like party stuff, just like order out because I mm-hmm. I don't want to time it and I don't want to waste any other of my personal time going out to get beer. So yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We did a Jersey delivery to the house once. And then I think one time I ordered like cooking wine or something from Whole Foods and they also had to check my ID. And all the IDs now have uh, barcodes at the back that they can scan. So that makes it like really easy for them to just like scan it and, and double check and make sure, you know, you're of age. So yeah, I think it's definitely like the era of alcohol delivery has become a little bit easier where you know, people can confirm that you are able to even purchase this alcohol. And again, I can yeah. imagine it can be abused, right? Like if you, if they didn't have that, uh, you know, in place, like a 16 yeah, year old, like just trying to order on someone's account and then <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, producing a fake ID. Um, no, totally. Let's talk about our thoughts. I am happy to start. I think that Drizzly's a good idea, although I feel like it shouldn't have been a novel idea to begin with. Like there was already companies that were delivering groceries, company that, companies that were delivering food, and the logistics kind of match up similarly. I guess like the main difference here is that, you know, a company like Instacart probably didn't have as many partnerships with a, like a liquor store only because, you know, most most of their clientele was buying things like bread and eggs and, you know, like right. it's hard to like go to two different places. So uh, they probably didn't go to places that were exclusively liquor first. Um, so I think that that's where this is um, kind of an interesting business model and like you mentioned, Mike, you know, there's still a large amount of people that are um, that buy alcohol, right? That buy it for recreational use and uh, all this sorts of different events, parties, etc. And it is nice. There is some convenience factor to it, but I, I think it is like kind of on the pricier side, as with most sort of delivery services are. So that's not too different. Um, if I were to give this a score, I'd probably give it like a 3.7 again like i if they weren't purchased by uber i would have imagined that somebody else could have just like built this feature on top of the like instacart could have done this they might have already they might already be doing this uh but it feels like it's something they can copy pretty quickly so it's not that unique and novel uh although they started from a different angle than groceries so i'll give them that totally and i'm right there with you i think for me it's gonna be a little bit lower at 3.5 just because i can't get over the high cost of the subscription or sorry, the the service fee, like $10 when I, you know, it's right there mm-hmm. on my next to my grocery store, I can just stop in and 
get a thing of alcohol. So that's where it loses points for me. Cool. It was a ton of fun. Definitely lots of reminiscing for this one from us, Jeff. So it's fun to relive the college days. But those are our thoughts on Drizzly. And we'd love to hear from your audience. So definitely please continue to reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter and even email us. Um, but you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Products Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah. And if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.